Love Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday night in November. It's November 16th to be exact in 2021. And we are live at the Sports Attic from Chicago, Illinois. That's my partner, the one and only Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. My name is Clark Lawrenson. We've been doing this show here for quite some time. We got quite a bit on the docket tonight. Joining us here shortly is going to be an old friend that we haven't seen in a while, Al. Jason Ferrari is going to be joining us tonight. Oh, lovely. But right now, I'm going to hand it over to you, sir. Here he is, Alfred Larcher the third. Well, it's another year of football and another uh, LaDamian Bell getting cut day. Uh, here we are again. Uh, little, little, LaDamian. little out of Lavian, yeah, yeah. Lavian. The Bell guy who's playing for Pittsburgh. He, he's gone now. He's yeah, up yeah, the yeah. Ravens. Uh, I was out of town, and while I was out of town, the Ravens defensive coordinator uh, came into Trader Todd's. So I missed I missed uh, having a conversation on the 3-4, maybe talking a little 4-3, uh, some uh, blitz percentages with the defensive coordinator of the Ravens uh, because I was uh, dicking around in uh, Austin. Yeah, uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit about Austin to start out. But first of all, while you were gone, I, I got you a gift here, Al. Um, I don't know if you know it, but uh, last week on the show, we were talking about the ring light. So I went ahead and I got you this. So here you go. Why don't you have the – oh, oh, no. Wait, you, oh, you got it? Yep. Yeah, thank oh. you, Yeah, no problem. There you are, Al. That one's just for you, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I, got, uh, I got a ring light. So now our studios are all lit up. Uh, that one, of course, was from the brushing incident. My wife just gets things given to us. So uh, what, what is ours is yours, Al. Are, are you sure she doesn't have a MySpace only account? No, if, uh, OnlyFans. Or is it yeah, fans only? Only fans. Only fan it could accounts, be. I think that yeah, might yeah. be the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, Normal it could people just don't get things, uh, you know, for free. Right. So, I've lived in this life a long time, and I, I like free things just don't get sent to you, you know? Yeah, I yeah. am go on the show uh you were coming at us live from an airbnb in austin texas it was the beginning of the journey which your journey to austin texas and back ended yesterday you've been back since yesterday uh do you want to sum up the trip here real quick do you want to let me know how, how did it go huh a lot of walk a lot of walking and sore feet yeah it was good it was fun i you know i went and met some met some old hippies i met a guy named hot dog uh, and that was that was all right, you know. He he was a, he was a cool guy. Hippies and, and hot dog. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he uh, used to take uh, he used to record people when they were playing their music all through Austin. So he's got, you know, he, he we were able to, we were able to go so depth into music. We were able to talk about Junior Brown. And there's not a lot of people in this world I get to talk about Junior Brown with. So that's, that's great. A very exciting moment. 
And, uh, you know, I saw some good music. I saw Dr. Dog. I'd never seen them before. Uh, and they're retiring, so I'm glad I got to see him now, because if not, I never would have had the chance. Has Dr. Uh, Dog been on your list before? Because I know a, a few of the guys you were with, have, have uh, Brent especially has seen them quite a bit. Um, have they been on your, your radar here and there? Is it something that is that why you went to Austin? I, I didn't know a Dr. Dog from a physician cat. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I had no idea who they were. I still don't know who they are, to be honest. I went and I, I had some, uh, I stopped and I got a taco at a coffee shop later in the day and I, they were there. And uh, so I, but I didn't know, I didn't know who to say hi to. So I, I didn't say anything. All right. All right. Um, it, how, how, what is your takeaway from them? From, from the doctor dogs? The doctor. They dogs. were good. They were good. You see, I had this, I had this hippie lady in front of me who thought she was on one of those bouncy castles. And she just kept jumping and jumping and jumping. And I, I'm trying to focus on the show, but I got to watch out for her. And finally, she landed on my foot, and I, I just had enough. So I had to walk away. Um, okay, good, good. I'm glad you got out of there. Uh, hey, everybody in the Twitch chat. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hey, everybody over on Facebook Live watching. Thanks for watching. Um, Downtown Larry Brown checking in. It's always you. And the uh, it's always you and the, uh, the the person in front of you at shows. Every wrestling show that I've gone to you with has been very much like you know every every show that I've gone to with you has been very much somebody sitting in front of you who is taller yeah. than you. One yeah. time, one time I had to stop you from screaming at some guy's little brother, who the, the like the kid he was probably twenty. The the little brother was, but obviously there may have been some social issues with the gentleman. It, frustrating it was. Well, we all every do. Asshole, we all do. Every asshole in the world, you you go, uh, you go. Hey, I, I think that guy's got issues. You say that well, to me. But yes, I'm sorry that you had that experience with the show again. Um, it uh, did, did the, was the briskets and the barbecue all that it was all cracked up to be. Did you get some good sights? How about that? Yeah, I, the, I mean the barbecue was. Oh, so you know you're talking about people. I go to the Ray Wiley Hubbard. Ray Wiley Hubbard has a, a 75th birthday. It's his birthday, you know. Right. He has a concert. And he brings in this guy, Carl Hayes, or Hayes Carl. I'm not sure which. And uh, they Hayes swap Carl. stories. And, and I get the guy, the guy in front of me nonstop with the whistling. Just, and I realize I'm the guy who has a problem with everybody, so maybe that's just the issue. But even Andrew had a problem with this guy. This guy would whistle after fucking everything. Ooh. And then he kept putting his hand around his lady. But we were in like a you know a hundred and ten year old theater. This uh-huh. theater was built in like eighteen ninety. You know, I mean, vaudeville used to play in this place. The, the Marx Brothers did shows there. I'm not even joking. So it's tight. It's not okay. made for people. You know, yep. uh, normal sized people in 2020. We've gotten bigger. We've evolved or devolved. I'm not sure which you would uh, chalk it up to. So this guy keeps putting his arm around his lady. And, and, you know, my knees are pressed up against the seat. So, you know, he's constantly touching my leg. And I keep trying to, you know, shove my knee into his arm until he gets the picture. And uh, he never said anything. He just kept fucking with the whistles. And then he ended up moving, and he even bugged Andrew. So, you know, it, it, was, quite a, it was quite a hassle. But Austin is great. The food was amazing. I accidentally spent $100 on barbecue one day. Um, but it was good. It was worth it. Uh, you you can't really get a bad brisket out there, okay. and uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I met some good people, saw some cool sights. Good. Are right. are you happy to be home? Back to the own bed, own bed, and all that, all that stuff. 
Man, I gotta say I'm a little disappointed in Charlotte J. You know, uh, you can't do the you can't do the the, the ham as, as the main event, man. That's like, you know, that's like a, a turkey is like a WrestleMania. A ham is like an in your house oh, in the nineties. That one jumped just, on me there. Hang on. It, it's just not it's just not right, man. You know, I've heard a lot of a lot of people bashing the turkey as of late. Like the turkey isn't uh, people say it's too dry and everything. Probably, probably. But my thing is on that is I've always been a dark meat kind of guy. Like you go for the wing, you go for that yeah. for that the I chicken like leg, meat. right? Or the, well, I guess it's a turkey leg would be in that case. But uh, but ham's got to be there as well. Turkey's there, dressing all of it. Uh oh, Jay's doubling down. He's doubling down on this turkey stock. Oh man, I think you got to have it. Uh oh, turkey t- is terrible. Two tones gonna fry a turkey. You gonna deep fry that? Because I saw a video today on on the old Twitter that uh, the fire department they they light one up and get it to burn down the whole damn house and everything. So just be careful with that. It's like fireworks. People are going to lose fingers. People are going to lose houses with turkeys. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's in the margin of error in life. And, you know, hopefully you have insurance. If you don't have, like, homeowner's insurance, don't fry the turkey. Like, just don't do it. Yeah. You should have some precautions. Absolutely. And go away from the house. Get away from the house. I don't really right. have any space I could do it at my house. It wouldn't work oh, unless maybe in the middle of the pool. I don't know. No, you do it on the front. You do it on the front lawn. Okay. I'll give it a shot. Make, maybe make sure that the cars are moved that are around there. I don't know. Um, you're watching. You're listening to Live at the Sports Attic with Al Larcher and Clark Lordson. We've been doing this show here together since 2012. Uh, we're from a comedy group called Comedy Accident uh, that, that performed in and around the city for about a decade. A decade, maybe a little bit more here and there. Um, yeah, a very, very long time. And, uh, of course, you can watch us on Twitch, Facebook Live. Twitter, you can listen to us live on Blog Talk Radio, where we've been since day one, and you can always uh, listen later, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. That's about where you can find us. All right, it's it's time for the the uh, weekly trivia question. Okay, this is uh, brought to you by every week Total Football Trivia. How many years must a player be retired before becoming eligible for the Hall of Fame? Well. I mean, am we'll I allowed? To, am I allowed to answer this? We, we'll leave that up for the listeners. Okay. Okay. They we'll, can text in their answers. Five. We have a winner. We, w. Wilson for we life. Do we have one. a winner? Right. Congratulations. Congratulations, right there. For for life is the big winner. Al, what was your prize? You you uh, you were in charge of that. <laughs> you 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 had mentioned earlier that that you're the guy with the prizes. I already gave you the the ring light. Yeah. If you drop something, uh, and then they'll pick it up and they get it. Like here, they want a comb. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you haven't brought up like uh, there's a lot of weeks on here where you bring up uh, daily fantasy football right away. I don't want to jump right into it just yet because uh, shortly here we're going to have for the first time uh, joining us on screen. Our get it'll be the first time ever, Al, that somebody's going to join us on screen on this show. Uh, we've had guests in the past, of course, via telephone, live in studio. Our guest coming up, Jason Ferrari, in just a few moments. He uh, he had joined us a lot of times in studio. But real quick, why uh, why so quiet on the uh, the daily fantasy stuff? Were you busy in Austin? You didn't get a chance I, to play. I've decided I've decided what the winner gets. They're the official genius of the show. They're the champion of the show. So uh, this week, W. Wilson for life is the champion. Okay. Be proud. Congratulations on being the genius of the show. 
Hey, before I answer that, Clark, quick question. Mm-hmm. Fact or fiction, Super Bowl Sunday is the second largest food consumption day in the United States behind Thanksgiving. Is that is that true or is that false? I'd go with true. I'd yes, say true. I was a little concerned that maybe it was number one, but now Thanksgiving wins that. It's got to. Well, it said besides Thanksgiving, second only to, but good, good answer. Good yeah. answer. Fair enough. Back to the uh, Daily Fantasy. Did you get a chance to play much this uh, this last weekend? I'm kind of done with it. You know, the, the, the suspension has really soured me on the game. Now, I did play this week, and I didn't do horrible. I didn't do well either. Uh, I went head-to-head. You know, I played my buddy, uh, my buddy Ed. I went over there and went to his house for uh, some football on Sunday. So you played the fan duel? Yeah. And because, uh, we did it on FanDuel because, of course, I have been uh, suspended right. by DraftKings. You know, uh, alleged collusion uh, has been the charge against me. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm taking my lump. I'm sitting out. I have a month's suspension from the game. So, Which one know. thing I know about Al Archer is that you're an honest fella. And if you say no collusion and everything that you presented to me with this is no collusion, I am on your side. If you need me to write a letter, maybe we can get you back early. Do you think a letter from me? We get you back early here, or what do you think? I think a letter from you would probably make things worse. <laughs> yeah, I would gather. All right, fair. I, I I still have a lot of grammar errors and a lot of spelling errors and what have you, but that happens. So, oh, there it is. It's six forty-five. We're fifteen minutes into the show already. Who would have thought? I would have. Yeah. I would have guessed. I would have guessed about fifteen minutes. So yeah. you went head to head with Ed. Did you take him down? I did, of course. All right, all right. Course. I would have taken right. you down this week, but uh, give me an email address. So, <laughs> not bring a lawyer. <laughs> in, but I love you, brother. But <laughs> we got Charlotte J, the lawyer, down there. He's uh, yeah, that's that's Jay. You know where he's at, right? I would guess Charlotte. Yeah, he's out in Charlotte. That's right. Mm-hmm. He saw his first uh, snowfall in like 15 years. Oh wow, that's crazy. Uh, we got I, some snow here while you were gone. Not not much accumulative, but enough to flip the kids out a little bit. I missed the first snowfall uh, of the season, and that's my favorite. That's the only – because the first snowfall of the season is beautiful, and then it's falls two through 200 that are gross. So I missed the first one. I don't I don't know now. My, you, I think the whole fall is ruined. You probably got to wear short sleeve shirts outside a little bit while you were down there, huh? Oh, yeah, 75, nice. 80. I did, 80. I did a little swing it. I did a little swimming in Barton Springs. <laughs> a little swinging. Yeah, you mentioned the springs. Yeah, yeah. There was some swinging going on, too. That'll lovely, do. Lovely Texas couple. And something that I need to compliment you on here on air, I know I did pre-show, but that um, that shirt, the Texas Tornado, Carrie, Carrie Von Eric? Yeah. Yeah. As a kid, you know, you'd always heard about the Von Erics, but I only knew him as the Texas Tornado before he passed away, right? Yeah. Like in WWF, back in the day when we were kids. Fantastic shirt. Um, because he wrestled primarily out of Texas, you know, family promotion down there. Sure. Absolutely. Well, um, we got to talk a little bit about the Chicago Bears here today, huh? Yeah, we we probably should. I mean, they they play in the town and teased the it. Point of show. I've teased it long enough. I mean, should we should we see if our first guest is is out there somewhere? It's, it's the first time doing this, so there may be a technical difficulty or two going on. But um, you know who used to join us on the show quite a bit back in the day when we were still doing what was then known as the Larcher and Lawrence in Sports Show, right? 
We did it from a couple studios uh, in the apartment two blocks from over there, from over at Trader Tons, over there on Seminary, the old Seminary Studios we did it live from, where we'd always be in. Back then, it was just an audio show. But now, of course, after, uh, after the whole year of the pandemic, we've gone live on camera. Um, we're bringing back in uh, Jason Ferrari is, uh, is joining us here. Hey, now. Jason, welcome to the show. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Finally, someone on the show who looks whiter than me. I, I appreciate wow. it. It's, yeah, I was going to say it's good lighting, and now it seems like it's bad lighting. <laughs> that, that always seems to happen right before you go on. The audio's all set, the lighting's all set, and then boom, right as it goes on, something changes with that. I turned on too many lamps. Clark's got a glow like he's been picking up hookers in Tijuana. Jesus! You and I, we look like uh, Casper. Yeah, actually, I yeah, I'm translucent is my new look. Yeah. Look like I've been living in Montana, you know, sucking water out of a lake. Jason, it's been so long, man. It's uh, it's great to talk to you again. I think yesterday when we chatted, I said it'd been at least five years since we'd been on on a show together, right? Oh wow! Yeah, for sure. Uh, at least, yeah, because I lived in the city the last time we were we did a show. And in in, in you're, you're, you're still in the area? You're, you're out in the suburbs these days? Yeah, majestic, let's call it Majestwant. Majestwant. Majestic yeah. Westmont out there. Yes, I know. I was just trying to word. But, uh, yeah, I'm out in the burbs, right by, uh, living by the family. It's been nice. Is that anywhere that, near Westchester? Yes. I love it actually Westchester. is. <laughs> great town. Well, oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I've been there. I don't know how great it is. Well, my dear grandma lived there as a child. We used to take uh, adventures down to Westchester. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember the first time I was, uh, well, probably not the first time. The first time I actually was an adult in Westchester, I went to a pet shop and bought piranhas because Ooh. I thought that would be fun. Oh, that's a cool, like, that's a, that's a pet you always want as a kid. Then you realize, like, you got to take care of them and they don't really do anything. No, like, and they, and they're not, uh, they're, they don't do well. Um, apparently if you give them bad, like feeder fish, uh, yeah. they can be poisoned and then they all die. So that's how my piranha adventure went. They, they, I watched them feed like savages and then they died. What? Wow. Kind of like, kind of like the bear's defense. Oh, there it is. It, yeah. It didn't, well, yeah. it didn't last very long is what you're getting at. I, I no. couldn't even imagine. No, I think I had them for like, two months 12 year old me would have had a blast with that though oh, I, I understand oh, it i understand friends coming over and putting yes. their hands in there but like they bite yeah you, you think <laughs> yeah no no shit that's what piranhas are this is what they do yeah it's crazy uh when when we had you on the show back in the day it was always to talk about the chicago bears i would imagine that they're still on your mind uh it's been five or six years we've been through at least a couple of coaches since the last time we've been through another 300 quarterbacks and what have you. Um, what are your thoughts in general on our Chicago Bears as we are coming out of a bye week in the year 2021? Doesn't it seem odd that uh, it's been that long and it's we're kind of having the same conversation? Um, <laughs> minus the quarterback. Yep. Uh, I feel like we're in a real good spot there. Um, Finally. Yeah. Surrounding him with uh, people that won't let him die, you know, that's a, that's a different story. Um, as to how I feel about this year's team, um, I don't know, you know, 
generally you see some kind of growth in certain areas. And I feel like we've seen growth in him and regression everywhere else. Uh, injuries are no excuse. They never are. This is a league of, you know, you lose a quarterback, you lose some studs. People need to step up. And uh, outside of, I think, some late round picks who have been playing really well, you know, I, I don't see anything short of kind of ripping it up, you know, in the off season, you know, and that's the, that's the short version of it. I don't know if you have any specific questions that you want to ask. Well, I feel like I'm the only person in the world who, who thinks that Ryan Pace may not be a guy that's worth firing. Um, it's, it's, it, you hire a guy in a young position and you watch him fail and there's no question the man has failed and he deserves to be fired. So when people spell out all the reasons why he needs to be fired. I can't, I can't argue too hard, but at the same time, it's, there's not a lot of guys in that job that get offers to go to other teams that succeed. So right. the ability to grow a guy, um, cause he's shown something. I mean, we, there are some picks that are working. There are, there is a vision you can see, um, how how do you feel how do you feel about Ryan Pace? Is he, I mean, Nagy's a must go. I, I there, there's no absolutely no way that, that man. That's uh, that's that's no question. But uh, Ryan Pace, where, where do you where do you feel on him? Well, you know, there aren't a lot of, you know, I mean, what are there three maybe? Like, is it even even a handful of retreads that go on to be GM somewhere else and yeah. do something well? Um, so most of them come in as, you know, new to the role. I think he's very apt and talented at scouting certain aspects. Obviously it seems like mid to late round picks are his jam. He's not good where it matters most. Um, and I don't know, actually, ironically enough, we're talking about the last time I was on, but do you remember Cliff Stein? Like, do you remember like, one of our least concerns yeah. as a Bears fan was yeah. salary cap management. And since he promoted Cliff Stein, and I don't, I'm not quite sure if he's even with the organization anymore, but moved him into an upper legal capacity, our salary cap has been a shit show. And that's a problem because that does not allow us to, I mean, we're, we're having to cut veterans to be able to afford a draft class. I mean, mm-hmm. that says nothing about our ability to attract and be able to afford realistic free agents. So, you know, I, yes, I think he's done a good job in modernizing the organization. Obviously, the Hallis Hall renovations are huge. That's a big deal. And that's what the people upstairs are going to probably have their eyes on. But I don't think he has the ability to the higher positions and, and keep us in a, in a manageable cap situation. Whereas if you bump them upstairs, if that's something he's willing to do, and then you bring in someone who's that their job is personnel and drafting, maybe that makes sense. But I don't, you know, it also seems like it's kind of a package deal kind of thing. You know, he, he's hired two coaches. Not many people get that opportunity. They, they're usually one and done. So, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like we live in this world uh, as Bears fans with this constant refresh and 
we're up we're we're overly optimistic we put a lot of faith in the people they bring into the front office and as a head coach and sometimes you know you see the you know there are obviously going to be ebbs and flows but you see like the upside but i just I don't know, like this really feels like a rip the bandaid off kind of situation for me because we've seen that show pace has been in place for years and I don't see him evolving anymore. I feel like he's, he's hit his ceiling in terms of what we know of him. I mean, I know it was an obvious move, but trading up for Justin Fields, uh, he did it, you know, he, he made that, he made that move. And it was the absolute right thing to do. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of GMs who wouldn't do it. And there's GMs, obviously, who pass on Justin Fields. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think his ability to draft deeper in the – to draft well deeper in the drafts is a bonus. And I think he's only getting better at being able to draft near the top. And, uh, you know, let's face it, most – a lot of draft picks do not turn out. You know, for a lot of teams, uh, a lot of coaching hires don't turn out. I mean, everybody's happy with a coaching hire, and then three, four years later, you know, they're the worst coach in the league, um, which actually kind of was what happened with Nagy. You know, there was there was a year where he was, you know, considered one of the best because people get excited about new. But right. you know, very, very, very. There's just not a lot of success. You know, uh, you could say you know he failed at the quarterback position, but like, what were you going to do? I've only seen really one team go out and grab a veteran that worked, and that's the team that got their asses kicked last night in the uh, L.A. Rams. Um, outside of St- Stafford, I mean, I can't think of maybe Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. What about what, uh, what about the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, Bucks went out and signed a, good, yeah. a pretty solid veteran, but yeah, no. I, I, I feel like that was more the player chose what yeah, team he wanted agreed. to. Well, agreed. You know, he pulled it, a basketball move. You've got to talk about Pace's first-round picks and that uh, uh, Leonard Floyd. I know that I know that uh, we let him go. Um, you know, it ended up with Quinn out of that deal, who actually is having a pretty decent year, a bounce back from last year, surprisingly enough. And Roquan Smith, another great first-round pick. What's missing there, you know, in, in these picks is the offensive line, which uh, we, we talk, there's a lot of receivers that are talented on this team. There's running backs that we've had a lot of talent at. It looks like we have a talented quarterback again. I'm concerned about that offensive line, and I think what's been in the news the last two days is the fact that uh, seeing what Tevin Jenkins has in his tank right now after the offseason back surgery. Um, yeah. where, where do you see this going, uh, Mr. Ferrari? Well, first Ferrari. part of that, first part of that is, you know, for better or worse, pace is not against trading away capital. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily yield the best results. I mean, there are a lot of trades he's made and even from the first round down to, you know, the middle rounds down to the last round that are no, not only no longer a bear, but no longer on any NFL roster. Um, and that's the kind of stuff where now we're forced to constantly sign veterans to one year minimum deals. And then you're, you're like back at, square one and then do we sign them again i mean like think about what what, there's like that rotation of safeties you know you got dhc you got Dion bush who somehow have survived rosters year after year on one-year deals it's just he trades away a lot and when you don't have any salary cap room what are you going to do you know so it's a lot of one-year deals um so you know 
he's done that a lot. And it, I just feel like it keeps setting us backwards in terms of like being able to any kind of good draft or free agency scenarios together Um, with regards to the offensive line. um, You know, it's, it's no surprise. Like he's as someone who seems to be so for and aggressive in like guys with these dominant traits when he drafts them, he seems to overlook or somehow as a team, we're willing to overlook injury concerns that other teams, they won't touch him and we draft him. And I can't speak to what Tevin Jenkins is going to be, but clearly that's not, we're not at a good start. Um, but what I, the one thing that I have seen that I think is encouraging with regards to him is Borum, Larry Borum is, you know, now that he's back and, you know, obviously he was playing well and they were super pumped about him guy out of nowhere. They're like, we think he's going to be a good left tackle fit. Um, I believe they interviewed uh, Juan Castillo uh, within the last couple of days. And he said that they're going to be playing Jenkins at both left and right tackle. His college position was right tackle. So if we can get that kid healthy and if we're completely out of the playoff picture, let's get him out there. But otherwise, let's let him heal. You know, I don't really know what the upside is of throwing him out here right now, given our record and our schedule. Yeah, Al, Al where you, you're disappearing on me over there, pal. What? I see <laughs> your shoulder. I, I, I a good-looking shoulder. Head. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, how you doing there, pal? Uh, um, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Some things, some uh, some comments in the listener chat. Matt Matt trade was massive. Um, I agree. Like it, it, I see what he was going for. Although objectively, you could say it failed. Um, so far. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, when you really start measuring equity, the the the, the draft picks lost. You know, he felt like we were just one big play away. You know, to a dominant defense. And then we're going to have this rookie quarterback who's going to take us to the promised land. He, he went for it. And the fact that there's a, there, there's a vision you can see to me was encouraging. Um, see here, bring in Theo Epstein. I, I don't know about that. He yeah, might not either. be available. Maybe to honestly, like, would you, would either of you be against him being brought in to replace Ted Phillips? I wouldn't. Oh, God, no. No, not at all. Honestly, and you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. someone who has a big picture view of winning. Yeah. Uh, I don't even care if it's a different sport. I would take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, I still don't understand what. I mean, Ted Phillips has been the money guy. I don't understand what he's doing. He has naked pictures of somebody. I mean, the guys, the guys, he's, they're never going to get rid of him. How long? Hanging out at Shubas. How long has he been here? Like 30 years? Something. I mean, he's been around for a long, long time. It might it. I don't think it's longer than that, but it's got to be close. Yeah. Like, no, it might be. I feel like he's been around since the '90s. Like that guy's been around for a long time. Absolutely. I'm su- I'm surprised there's not a data me- metric that that uh, grades GMs based on draft picks and and how long they've lasted in the league and where they you know how long they lasted on their team. Like that just seems like an easy data entry that needs to, you know, and I feel like the, the most important metric is, 
it's not necessarily just hit rate, but um, how long they've been in the league. You know, I mean, we've, we've got so many flameouts. The Bears, if you look up their draft history, there are so many people who are not even on their teams. They're not even in the league. And that's not good. Like when you look at teams yeah. who draft well, like Baltimore, use the, I use them as a prime example. Newsom and everybody that he's developed who have, who have stepped up, like Eric DeCosta, like in, in his, since he retired. So they're, they're all still either on their, that team or they're Hall of Famers or, you know, I mean, it's, it's you know, a, a lot goes in being able to draft well, but draft well in the upper rounds because those are the people who are your difference makers. Those are your generational players, and we just don't have that. I mean, I think Roquan is – I can't call him a generational player at this point, but he's one of the best inside linebackers. But that was the easiest draft pick possible. You You stick around at number eight. He's the best kid to grab, and it was a need. You know, yeah. like I, but so, it, but it but it was made. I mean, yeah, there's, no, there's right. a lot of guys. And one of the things I think with the learning process is, you know, when he when he first came in as as a general manager, I think it was clear to say the guy wanted to draft athletes over football players. For sure, you know, he he would get guys that just had great measurables that that were all star specimens, but weren't natural football players, and they didn't have the aggression and and sometimes the intelligence to play the positions they were asked to. And I, I feel like that's something he, he's learned and he's moving away from. So, I mean, that, to me, that just points more to, towards some growth in, in pace. Um, but, again, yeah, well, if you were but to be fired tomorrow, time, like when you, when you go after somebody, you know, uh, who's got great measurables, a lot of times those players are savages in college. And what that does is you get hurt. You've got a lot of – a lot of problems that, you know, might fester. And he doesn't seem to have an issue with weight balancing out measurables versus injury history. And, you know, what you, you need your guys to start. Like if you draft someone in the first, second, and nowadays even third round, those kids need to play immediately. Like they need to be first-year starters. Yeah. And he doesn't, but, you know, he's got – you know, I'm, I actually, I'm not even trying to play devil's advocate to you. It's just he – He's when, not good in the first. He's not good unless it's obvious. When you draft a player in the, like the third to five, five, fifth round that that becomes a let's say a Pro Bowl level player, it gives your team such a huge advantage. And I think sometimes the easiest way to do that is to go for ceiling players with injury history. Like I, I it, it's because those guys have a chance. There's a reason their equity in the draft has fallen. And, you know, sometimes, it, sometimes it's injury. Sometimes it's, you know, I think I remember when Randy Moss just kept falling in the first round because, because he smoked a little marijuana character, you know, right. you know, the, the character issue. That's, that's really where you find those gems or got those guys, because, you know, you get in guys who, who fell for a reason, but had the talent to actually be valued higher. So, yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, it hasn't it hasn't worked well for him. So, I mean, the history has, has shown. And along those lines, you think about it. Uh, you know, where the Bears tend to fall is we're either terrible, so we're in like we've got a top ten pick, 
or we're decent enough and we win enough games where the schedule adjusts our draft position. So we draft like lower first to later in the round. And what you're just talking about is like that mid area. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it just, it always seems to be the bears tend to play themselves out of like the sweet spot, which is the middle of the round generally, because if you're drafting at the top, you need to hit, you need to hit on that. And we don't necessarily do that. And then if you're at the bottom, you know, it's guys who are falling and then we usually trade out. So we haven't really had a middle pick in a while that was of any validity or importance. So it's like, you know, it it seems like we can't win a bit, you know, am I putting that all on pace? No, but you know what? Like you make a bad draft pick, that kind of stuff can set your franchise back three to five years. And we've been living in the bad three to five years for like 20. Yeah. So you got, we need someone who can start hitting on these picks. I, I know, uh, Jason Ferrari, thank you for joining us again, talking with Al about, uh, about the future in the coaching position, the head coaching position for the Chicago bears. Al's had his eye on a fella for a little while. Al, who's, who's your number? I had the exact same person. I'm willing to bet. Yeah. Brian Brian Dable. Sure. (laughs) Brian Dable from Buffalo, the coordinator there. Both of you have your eyes on him. What is it about him? Uh, Jason, I'll ask you, because we've already heard Al's thoughts on this show, and I'm sure you guys can have your whole double love fest at this point, because I'm in. Uh, I'll join you. He's been, he's been surrounded by the best coaches in college and pro football of all time. Uh, he's consistently been a good offensive coordinator. And I think the quarterback that he's coached to success has a similar skill set to Justin Fields and has been one of the most exciting players to watch in the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, I know that coordinators don't necessarily make great head coaches, but that's a, a leap that I think teams need to make. And his pedigree makes sense. You know, you can't just put it in a box of, we need it. This guy needs to be a former head coach, college or pro. Okay, well, let's see that list. Retreads, mm-hmm. people who've been fired, people who haven't been successful recently, people who are shitty at drafting, people who aren't good with surrounding their quarterbacks with talent. The list goes on. I think he's gotten – the guy made uh, Tyrod Taylor a pro bowler. You know, no, nothing against the guy. I've actually enjoyed him as a player and advocated for him to be a bear at some point when he was a free agent. But, you know, Josh Allen, mobile quarterback, big arm, takes risks, smart, falls. Like, that's the guy we have in our hometown. And we need someone who knows how to develop someone like that. And he fits, he checks all the boxes for me. Here's what I like about it. Dable, double. Dable. 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 Well, Dable <laughs> is more fun for us uh, regionally. Al, you lost that Peanut Tillman that you're showing to the fans here watching live. Uh, you lost that for a solid couple years. It's good to see it back. It's a uh, Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, Peanut Tillman over there. Uh, I hope. That'd be 
cool. Dabble's first year as a head coach, or as a, as a coach at any, any rate, was at William & Mary as a volunteer assistant in 1997. He was a, graduate, he was a graduate assistant in Michigan State. Um, he spent time with the Patriots as a defensive assistant. Where he was back with the Patriots. He jumped around. Tight ends coach. He's been everything. Offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator with the Browns back in the day. That, that's kind of scary. Uh, quarterbacks coach uh, with the Jets. It was uh, 09 and, and 10 when he was with the Browns. Offensive coordinator with the Chiefs in 2012. Back down to tight ends coach with the Patriots in, from 13 to 16. Spent time down in Alabama as the coordinator. And then he's been the Bills coordinator since 2018. That's for the other folks. You guys have obviously done your due diligence. And yeah, Al, that was Wikipedia. That's what, that's what we do here. We look at Wikipedia sometimes, pal. About my grandma down in Alabama. Um, yeah, you know, as a fantasy, as a fantasy guy, he's just fun. Like he's he's a fun offensive coordinator that makes the game interesting, and it's the modern pace of foot. It, it's the way the game is trending right now, and he he just all the stars align where he can't be the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, but he can be the head coach of the Chicago Bears, and. Normally, a guy like that wouldn't even consider us because we've never had a quarterback to draw somebody in. But the the quarterback heals everything. And now we have this lightning rod that's going to draw, you know, success to the Bears. And I think he's the first step in that, that success process. Yeah, I mean, yes, there are people who come from the Saban tree or the Belichick tree that aren't successful head coaches, but I don't feel like he's taken that path. He's not that guy. He's not like the, the hot coordinator who's been under Belichick forever. And, you know, like a McDaniel kind of, he's not that guy. I think he's paid his dues and he just goes and he puts his head down and he, he pumps out good offenses. I mean, this is actually a guy who gets really good, strong offenses out of, teams that don't have a good running game now can you imagine like bringing someone who brings that kind of ingenuity to get the best out of a mobile quarterback to a team that i think yeah with even with a mediocre offensive line he's going to come to a place with a strong running game yeah yeah i'm in yeah i'm, I'm sold now where are we going to find room in the in the in the salary cap, some offensive linemen in here to help us out. Is Peters, is he going to have another year on him? Like what? C- come on. I mean, come on. We, we, what are we, how are we going to protect the quarterback? What are we going to do here? I mean, I know Fields is catching up to the speed of the game and maybe he'll soon be able to outrun and outpass that, which he, oh man, it, last game was pretty exciting. Yeah. We saw some great things last game out of him. I was very pumped. But what do you see, Jason? Where, where do you see us, us going there? Uh, how do we get more? How do we get better at that line? Well, I mean, in, in a dream world, and obviously this is going to be health dependent. You know, you I think you put Borum at left, you put Jenkins at right. We find a new center because I don't think uh, Mustafer is the answer. He, you know, I love the way the guy plays, but he's just small, and that's you know you just can't have that if you want to have any kind of a power running game outside or inside zone. Um, I think white hair is solid and I think Daniels is solid. You know, if they decide to extend his, uh, you know, give him his 
Wait, did they I, wait? Did they give him his fifth year option, or is he due for his fifth year option? I did. Either way, I didn't catch. It. I think if you, I think we kind of got everybody but center, if everybody's healthy. Um, yeah, you know, free agency should be for depth. You need to build that line out through the draft, and I think we might have some kids who can do it minus the center. Well, all right then. Uh, a question that's come up with anybody who's been on our show that has called in to the show at Al and I have talked about um, who who's the tight end and what, why did Jimmy Graham, why did Jimmy Graham come back this year? Why was he still here on this team for a long time? The argument was we kept Jimmy Graham to cut pro bowler, Kyle Fuller, but then again, Kyle Fuller isn't exactly uh, gangbusters out there in Denver right now. So what, what are your thoughts on the tight end position? Are you asking, did you ask Al or me? Oh, uh, I'm asking you right now because Al's a little little busy over there at the, oh, okay. at the moment. So, um, well, I think our biggest problem as an offense is scoring touchdowns, and he scored nine of them. You know, like all right, okay. I, I mean, honestly, veteran presence, blah blah blah, all that stuff. But we had shit for touchdowns last year. And he scored nine of them. Okay. You no, know? I mean, I feel like you bring him back and you hope you get at least half that output. You know, I, his, his contract is up at the end of this year and he's gone. He might even retire. And the uh, other night. I think that's why he was brought back. Yeah. I yeah. think he's dust. He yeah. The other night he ended up with a, with a touchdown catch after a few efforts over there to him. I was pulling for Jesse James in that one, of course, because I, I had a little bit of money on it. It was 8,500 to one for him to have a touchdown catch. And he had the, the rapport for, with Justin Fields. All the talk was Justin Fields didn't get time with the ones. Well, he got time with guys like that. That's why he'd thrown a touchdown to him before. So I wanted I like it bad. There. Yes. 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 Um, it, it's been harped on so much. Wow. I just saw that ring over here. That, that ring light's great, Al, that we, that we showed earlier. But, but it really uh, it, it makes a, a point in my eyes here. But anyway, um, my, my point was... I'm actually kind of tan. This is upsetting. I apologize to the audience for my skin. Guys, I work... I know Al's been complaining about this the whole time. I work outside. I still work outside. I give tours outside. So I'm still outside, so the sun still gets to me. Al, you just spent time down in Texas. I don't understand how you don't have a little bit more of a tan. You were down in your springs and whatnot. You and Willie hanging out down there. Jesus, criminy. Um, the penalties yeah. in that game, Jason... You don't want to bitch about penalties all the time, but man, it just seemed like nothing was going their way. Our QB one wasn't getting the calls because he's a rookie, I guess. I don't know. What, what, what were your thoughts watching the last Bears game? You know, I think that we've seen a constant um, offensive line. You know, when you're playing away, it's one thing. When you're playing at home, if you're getting offsides penalties. I don't even know what to say about that. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what is going through your head, but like, look at the ball. Just look at the ball. Um, but we seem to have uh, this consistent problem with alignment issues and motions and receivers even knowing where they're supposed to be. You, you, you see Fields, he's a rookie and he's orchestrating, telling these guys where to go. Yeah. And to me, that all points to play design, which is completely overcomplicated because how hard is it 
to know what your route is and where you're supposed to line up. I don't care if the play is 15 words long. Know where you need to be. Know where you need to go. Know if you get bumped off your route where you need to go after that and that your quarterback's going to be looking for you. It's just, it's just, everything seems very unorganized. And then when you see these unsportsmanlike conduct penalties and stuff, yeah, I get the whole coaching. I know I get the whole, you know, uh, energy of the game thing and people get pissed off and these guys are all like scrapping out there, but keep your shit together, man. And that comes to, I just think it just comes down to coaching. I was so, I see no discipline on this team. Probably the worst I've seen it in a long time. Even though I know that the Chicago bears in the history of uh, have never fired a coach mid season after that Pittsburgh game, uh, 10 days ago, wherever we are now with that, I, I thought maybe they were done. Like, I thought they would be done with him. I really thought there was a chance. I know that um, there were some blown calls, which it, any other team, I think that might have saved his job. But with the Bears, I just think they're going to wait until the end of the season. And is that a mistake with being that you need to get ready to hire the next head coach? Is that, is that not a mistake to, to get ahead of the game on that? I'd rather see them get a little bit ahead of the game on that, Al. What do you think? What now? I was busy uh, dicking around in the chat. Oh, well, hey, welcome back to the show. It's the Larcher and Lorton presents Live at the Sports Attic. I appreciate you being here. Uh, I tonight like your, uh, your gaming headset. That's, uh, that's good stuff. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> My, uh, I had a nephew watch the show once who hit me up and had me ask Al which, which uh, headset he got. And I think he went out and picked it up. I hear it's one of the best. In yeah, the league. I like the lights. Yeah, it's just futuristic. It is. <laughs> it sure is. <sighs> well, uh, what was the question? Go ahead. Well, by now I forget. By now I forget what the question is. You, you've, you've thrown me off my game over here on this, but. <laughs> Al, he was trying to uh, allude to the fact that uh, we officiating can't be blamed solely for our losses coaching uh, a lack of discipline is uh is an issue oh yeah there's a big discipline problem i mean this this team is um Speaking I mean, of discipline i think a rule a rule should be no more than two stuffed animals per show uh showing up on on the camera from here on out no more than two i'm just saying yeah just two thank you you know you uh, this is like we, uh, there's a guest here, and maybe we'll do, talk about this later. You and these fucking rules. You, 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 you're telling your neighbors how what words they can't say. You're getting, you know, you're, you're causing a stir in the Facebook Jason, community. Al, Al joined my neighborhood Facebook chat. He joined this my neighborhood awesome. Facebook. Uh, all right, we're putting we're putting Jason in the middle here of this whole thing. That's we, actually kind of funny. <laughs> Al, yeah, he jumped into mine, and now he's been trolling my neighborhood watch. It's ah. <laughs> Well, I, I leave comments and all of a sudden, boom, there's Al. It's just Listen, amazing. The, the, locals, the locals had their pitchforks out to get you already. I just put yeah, I would have thought that you could come in and go, hey, buddy, you're fucking up here. Like, just hey, help me out. I people don't know. don't know it, Al is everywhere. <laughs> That's it, man. That's one like thing. Elvis. You got to watch out. The Larcher is everywhere. Jason, um, I've really enjoyed having you, uh, having you join us again on the show. Um, I, I love talking bears with you. If you could do it again, uh, this season, I would oh, really yeah. enjoy having you back. Are you, you're welcome to come back anytime. Thank you Thank for you. joining us uh, now. Yeah. And now I see, Oh, you, 
you did your own little, uh, your, you mentioned the show. Yeah. Yeah. So. I wanted to get that up there uh, and mention that you guys are coming back. Now I've noticed it's been about three years since you've been doing your regular show, Abaticola and Ferrari discuss everything. You and Matt Abaticola, of course, have your podcast. Um, I noticed you, you got one out of here, out of the way, uh, out in September, but uh, now it's coming back uh, full time. It sounds yeah. like. So we'll be doing uh, weekly episodes. Um, the, uh, original focus of the show was, uh, our, uh, let's create a word. I was going to say, what's a word to like, what's an adjective for buffoon? Let's call it buffonic. So just like, buffonic like Doug buffoon? Between, between the two of us, uh, that, uh, actually did really well. And then life happened. He's got kids and, you know, we weren't able to record, but, uh, three years later we're back and, uh, still buffoonery but with more of a mental health focus because uh, the last two years have been an absolute shit show. We want to make sure that we, uh, we put a message out there. That's helpful. Oh, that's Listen, awesome. I, I got so crazy. I got a cat, you know, I, I'm I, allergic. I, I would probably have died in my apartment. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't die in my apartment because of all the red wine, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're back uh, and we'll uh, hopefully be uh, having weekly episodes start Monday. Oh, that's great. So uh, dropping this upcoming Monday is yeah, the plan? Uh, new episodes come out Monday morning. Oh, that's great. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the old show, so it would be good to hear you guys back doing your thing, making some magic. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good time. Uh, it's, it's interesting doing this whole remote video thing, but uh, it's the nature of the world right now. So uh, we're going to try and put out the best thing we can. All right, Jason. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We hope to catch back up with you soon. Uh, I love the idea of what you guys are doing, talking about mental health and everything on the upcoming show. Again, it's uh, Jason. Uh, he's on uh, Jason Ferrari's on a Batacola and Ferrari discuss everything over at the AFDE show on Twitter, AFDE show on Twitter. Al, that was great to catch back up with Mr. Uh, with Mr. Ferrari there. You know, not to steal Mr. the man's Ferrari. Gimmick. Yeah. But I tell you what, the seasonal depression's been a bitch this year. I think about going back to well, the train. Shit, you should have brought it up while he was on, while he was here. I mean, we could have we could have jumped into a little bit of that. Maybe maybe we'll let them get their show going, and then uh, we'll ask him to come back on to discuss some more of that. If if you're down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I got I got to get some serotonin. In. Did it feel good to get down there where it was a little bit warmer though? Oh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I still had I still it was a struggle getting out of bed at times. So. You know, I mean, there was, uh, there were moments, there were moments, but you know, you, you just, uh, you fight through it and, uh, it gets better. It does. And then Thanksgiving comes and you sit home alone with a cat, you know, eating pumpkin pie out of a can. God knows what else happens, but, uh, uh, you know, and then, then it gets better again. And then you sit at home on Christmas eating cranberry sauce out of the can with the cat. The cat can't have any because cranberry sauce is poisonous. Wait, cats. are you shitting me? And then me? it gets a little better. Okay. You know, that gets a little better, but then it gets really cold outside and dark. And then, you know, you struggle through that. But then spring comes and then the sun and then you're all right for a couple months. It's lovely. It's a beautiful cycle. Okay. All right, then. And, and I know I've, I've invited you out for Thanksgiving and you're invited to come join me and my family out with our Christmas and everything. But, but you've chosen sometimes to not do that because you, you, like, you feel like you're putting me out or something. But you're not, pal. Like I'd, I'd love to have you join. Like I'd love to go grab dinner with you the day before. How about that? 
Well, maybe, yeah, maybe maybe we'll go to the Red Lobster and do a proper. Don't fuck with me. Holiday. Do not do not mess with me on that. Do not mess with me on doing some uh, some Red biscuits, Lobster. Man. I'll. I'll house some biscuits, and it's the holidays, so I'm going to give up my diet. What diet? I've been trying to go on a diet for three years, Al, and it just doesn't work. Oh, I am enormous right now. Like the pandemic put on – like I was fat, and I was like, all right, you know, like I was, I was getting healthy, and then I, then I started getting fat again. I'm like, all right, this summer I'm, I'm really going to focus on getting healthy. And then, uh, and then the pandemic hit, and, you know, they say you got to load up on things because uh, you can't buy toilet paper anymore. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't give a shit about shit. I, I need to eat. So I bought like 50 pounds of pasta, you know. And then, you know, I was living on pasta and not going outside. And, and uh, I put on a shit ton of weight. And it, it's gotten worse. So, you know, I got I to gotta start getting healthy. And Austin, Austin is such – Clark, everybody in that city is healthy. Like all they do is run around and bicycle. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Austin keeps it weird, right? And they're uh, – they're- yeah. That makes sense. Is it the California of Texas? Is that what that is? Yeah, it's like, uh, exactly. It's like San, the San Francisco. Avocado toast. Avocado toast. It, it, it's very, it's very weird and uh, uh, very, you know, uh, liberal, very, um, you know, it's a college yeah. town. It's a hippie town. Um, you know, I went, I went to the historic uh, chili parlor bar. You know where where uh, a whole hippie revolution started from, uh, okay. drinking Mad Dog mar- margaritas, and uh, you know my my, my uh, server was like if they took like if um, Dwight Yoakam or who's the who's the guy even creepier than Dwight Yoakam Billy Bob if Billy Bob Thornton was playing Vincent Price <laughs> in a movie okay. that, that was that was the guy you know serving me chili. That's all right. Did so they bring Matt, it? They brought you good chili. Mad Dog Margaritas, man, made the chili really. Is that is a Mad Dog Margarita made with like Mad Dog Twenty Twenty? What what are we talking about here? It's it's got the uh, guave. They make it with the guave. Uh-oh. I think that's the thing. Over in the Twitch there... chat, we've got the argument going on now between the avocado toast. Al, we got a. I will fight you over some avocado toast. Then not a fan of avocado toast. Al. Man, I, I I love I love Charlotte, uh, but he's he's dissing the avocado and the turkey in the same night, like. I well, mean, you can go down to Charlotte to visit him, and he doesn't have to make you turkey or avocado. Yeah. Like, you can have other know, things. I, I, like, I would enjoy that, and I would eat the ham. I would eat the ham that's pre- 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 presented in front of me. At the beginning uh, of the pandemic, I felt like – I was like, all right, cool. We're all going to put on weight here, right? Like, and then there was a the moment where it's like, oh, I'll be on the treadmill every day. And I did that for, like, two weeks, right? But then it was like everybody – we're all going to put on weight. That didn't happen. There are people that dropped a ton of pounds in the pandemic. Well, yeah, there was, there's the 25 percentile that decided to just work out all the time and, get, you know, stay in the gym. Good for them. And then, and then I'm not going to get jealous. That, that played a lot of XCOM and, uh, you know, sat in their underwear and uh, was sucking <laughs> cheese out of the, the cheese can. The cheese whiz? Yeah, you run out of the crackers. You can't go to the store because you don't want to catch the Rona. I, <laughs> there you go. Well, and then you're you're putting in more pasta. Do you ever add the cheese whiz to the pasta? Is, is that did the pandemic ever oh, get yeah. that bad? Dude, when you when you have the de- when you have the uh, pressure cooker slash uh, air fry combo, yeah, I you do. Know, you make the pasta, do now. you drain it out, and then you throw the sauce in there. You mix the sauce all up, and then you just throw a ton of cheese on top of it, and then you air fry it for two minutes, and then you get like a whole 
pasta casserole. It's it's like a million. It's like a million gallons. Fair. It's fantastic. It's you know worth dying for. Fair. I understand. Um, I absolutely understand. What else did we have to get to tonight on this show? Daily fantasy. We've got it. We've got to discuss the. Everybody wants to know the update on the DK Rainmakers. Everybody's been asking. They're all like, "Hey." By, by the way, by the way, I'm a stone boomer. I have no idea what the hell avocado toast is. I heard it, but you know, people started talking about it a couple of years ago. I never stopped to ask. I like avocados, but the, the toast, I don't know. Did you ever? You, Dunkin' Donuts even has it on their on their menu over there now. Really? I'm, ge- I'm you know guessing, feel, Al. Do you know you what know I think it is? I've never had avocado toast, but but in my mind, what I think that it is, think that it is toast spread with avocado spread on it. Yeah, what, what's wrong with butter? I think it's toast with avo- It's avocado though. It's, avocado is isn't so good. avocado isn't toast, or avocado isn't avocado isn't butter. It's something different. Yeah, I understand, but like, well, maybe. You know, it, 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 you put hot, you put ketchup on a hot dog and it tastes good. Doesn't mean you go and then you put barbecue sauce on it and think it's better. You know, yeah, the ketchup's fine, the butter's fine. I'm fine with the butter. Why do we have to keep going and trying new things? Do you, already. Do you like toast? I like toast. Do you like avocado? I, I like dry white toast. Okay. Do you like avocado? In certain settings. All right, then, then. It's a nice. It, it works. It, it works well with friends, you know. Uh, tomatoes and uh, avocado. What I do in the privacy of my own home is my business. If I want to put ketchup on my hot dog in my house, it's my business. When I'm in public, I don't use ketchup on hot dogs. Wow, you don't in public at all. No. Here's my no, rule. Because, because I'm eating a Chicago dog. Ketchup doesn't go on a Chicago dog ever. Can ketchup go on a hot dog? Yes. Ketchup can go on a hot dog. It's just not called a Chicago dog. It's a hot dog. When I'm eating a fucking Oscar Mayer at home, goddamn right I'll put ketchup on that. I will not. I will not. But I, I will, I will, if you, if you even think, if you go to, if you, if you're visiting this town and you want to go, I want to have a real Chicago dog and you go up to a stand, if you go up to Kim and Carlos out there outside of the shed aquarium, if you go up there, and you ask them, and you go, I'll have a Chicago dog with everything and ketchup. That's it. We're done. Do not ask for a Chicago dog with ketchup because it's no longer, it's no longer a Chicago dog at all. I'll tell you what. What else I do? We Jesus, go- over there on the Twitch, we have started it, and we, this show might burn. Like, with this, the show might burn down tonight. I don't know. When nobody is around and I'm sitting at home, and even if it's a really expensive steak, I'll put ketchup on it. I don't care. No, you won't. No, you I won't. Will. I it, would never do it in a restaurant. Did you do it in Austin? No, I wouldn't do it at a restaurant. i do it in the privacy of my house. What I, happens in my house behind closed doors is my own damn business. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm fighting with some feelings of my own right here on this, but I. I'm. I appreciate you, and I think that's a great route, Al. I think it's a fantastic route. Thank you for. Thank you for being that guy. Um, as I teased earlier, everybody's been wondering how the DK Rainmakers has been going in your absence since you've been gone and haven't been able to. Uh, oh, Ferrari texted me, said that he loved Austin. He loves Austin. Uh, Austin's a great city. I all I ever hear is absolutely great things. And I can't wait to visit. Was that your first trip there, Al? Uh, I've been there. Uh, twi- you know, I saw Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard. What is this? I can't in Austin, Texas. I've seen uh, 
I've seen David Allen Coe. I mean, that's as the country as you could get in, in, in Dallas, Texas. I've seen Sturgill. Mm-hmm. I've seen Jason Isbell. I've seen Kinky Big Dick Friedman. Wow. You know. Yeah. I mean, I have a, I got a, you know, a strong bond because, you know, I'm like a scholar of Texas yep. music. Yep, 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 yep. So. Well, what I'd like to tell you, Al, is you've been suspended for two weeks. When you left, I was up 22 to 14 on you in the league points. Um, The good news is you are still in second place here. You are still hanging there in second place, right? Listen, there's a couple things to consider here. Number one, two people are suspended out of the league. So suddenly your chance has gone from one in ten to uh, one in eight. All right, so let's let's put let's put the big dick talk away, okay? You know, one in four, one in five, one in six, uh, one in twenty, one in whatever. I mean, how do you want to talk about this? Like, we we can discuss it, but I have won the last two weeks, and I don't know if you're counting. There have been ten, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I'm just simply listing the facts of what's going on with our DK Rainmakers League, our daily fantasy football league. Is that I have now won? I have won five out of the 10 weeks as the it's winner, impressive. as the oh, winner, that's 50% now. And right now I have a lead on you. I've, I've doubled your points. I don't have quite 20 more and I could lose every match coming up and you could win everyone coming back and you could, you could still win this thing. I still have faith in you here. Have you lost the faith? Well, I, I have two more weeks to sit. Okay. So you, your odds increase greatly. Uh, the rest of the league uh, apparently are a bunch of bums, you know? I mean, oh, they, man. God forbid the rest of these losers step up and win a damn game. I'm telling you. Like, it's embarrassing. You know, I, I put together this league. I thought we had quality people, but no. I, you know, they, they can't get anything. Charlie Hogan's falling off the map. Used to be a great player. He's having a career horrible year. Um, what is this? Oh, yes. I'm... What are you tell you doing a live typing? Yeah, yeah. I'm leaving a comment for the folks in our group that you're calling them all out right now. I just I, I think they should know. I I'm being an honest person. Well, the champion of the show, W. Wilson for life. True story. Steakhouse in Vegas at Circus Circus. Dry aged steak, great meats. My aunt asked for ketchup. The only body bottle they had was expired by four years. Amen. And that's 100% appropriate. That's I mean, you're, you're so donkey if you're, you're using ketchup at a steakhouse. You're in another man's kitchen. You don't insult the chef that way. Pro tip. But that doesn't take away the fact that ketchup tastes good with steak. Occasionally. Any, anybody ever been over to Ellis Island for their steak in Las Vegas? That, there's, a, there's, a, there's a pro tip right there. Go for that, that one. Sense. But that makes a lot of sense with Circus Circus there. But for not a Vegas guy, you've been there a few times. I've been there maybe twice. Okay. Look, my grandma, my grandma, sweet woman, loved it. Loved, she lived in Westchester with her, with her uh, darling uh, husband, uh, Irv. Uh, but Irv passed away young. Uh, you know, he, he had uh, some issues in life. And, uh, you know, he, he went away. He went away at a younger age. And uh, my grandma, you know, she figured out how to drive. She became a nanny. And she met this uh, old Italian fellow, Dominic. And uh, the Dominic and her, they, they ran off to Vegas together, never came back. And, uh, you know, she would spend my inheritance one nickel at a time at those slot machines. Uh, 
uh, you know, right up till the end. So, or she, you know, I had some or she things. won your, or she won your inheritance on that. Or she won my, she won me a PT she, Cruiser. She did. Oh, Addison. Addison was the name of your PT Cruiser. Yeah, you drove that thing for a good decade. Am I wrong? Yeah, I got you my use out of my PT. For those of you out there who may not know, built on the same frame as the Dodge Neon. It's a Chrysler, the, uh, the PT Cruiser, built on the same frame as the Neon that had been out just before that little known fact um uh, that new cars uh you've had that for a minute how's that treating you oh before i ask you that what's that thing that you're blowing into there i needed to look that up i need one of those uh we, we, the, we talked about earlier in the chat this is the smoke buddy the smoke filter it's called a smoke buddy smoke buddy yeah a smoke buddy i can you look it up as a smoke buddy shops, most quality head shops you can you can find uh, the smoke buddy you're going to be disappointed in me, but I'm pretty sure that over on the blog talk phone line, just before we brought Ferrari on, there wasn't going to be enough time for him to come on at all. But you know who was hanging out on the blog talk phone Lou? line, and I couldn't get to him, Lou, Jersey Lou. Oh. I know, I'm sorry, but Ferrari was coming on. I mean, yeah, Lou, I mean, you know, Ferrari is an extinguished guest. It's been but since Lou the spring. Lou, it's been since the spring since we heard from Jersey Lou. That's fine. Lose the MVP. Uh, folks, uh, just wait. If you haven't heard Jersey Lou, he'll probably – we'll see if we can get a hold of him for next week. I don't oh, know. Oh, boy. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what? Ferrari just texted me that, you know, he's still listening to the show. He said that thing's just like the paper towel roll with the dryer sheets in college. That's exactly what. Exactly. It's, uh, but you yeah, got to – you just – You know, it's designed. I don't know if they had it on Shark Tank or whatnot. It seems like something they would. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen that on ABC's Shark Tank. Right after they're doing some uh, something that helps a mom hold a kids bottle for their baby. I feel like they've had some hemp products up there. They, they're hip. We have Mark Cuban's rolling joints when no one's looking. Believe me. We. Oh, I'm sure of it. We spent hours, like not hours, but like when you when you're up late feeding the baby and you're talking about if there was a device like this and all of our devices were for kids. To try to get onto Shark Tank. That was our idea. Like, oh, let's let's make this. Let's make that. We have no capital. We have nothing to make these devices. But we were like, what is the thing that we can do to get rich quick like that? I don't know. Do you ever do you ever try to find I know you're a fan of the Shark Tank, Al. Do you ever try to find a Shark Tank to watch? Or a Shark Tank well, to invent? I, I called that inventor's hotline back in the day when I was a kid because I had this idea. This uh, idea. They told show. me they told me it sucked, but I I said you know they have the snooze button in the morning that they should have an alarm with a clapper to give you an extra fifteen minutes. All you gotta do is clap instead of rolling over and hitting the snooze button. But they told me that wouldn't work and it was dangerous and people would just sleep in more. I would think that it would be. I would think that it would be fine. Like I, I would think that would be a great invention. You do not. You disagree. Or, or people people didn't agree that that'd be a good invention. No, they didn't think it was a good invention. I thought it was brilliant. I was a kid. I came up with it. I thought, hey, get maybe, the clapper for the alarm. Maybe other people of similar ages who are listening to the show or watching the show tonight. There was an invention show, and you and I have referenced Sunday night. George Michael and the Sports Machine was on, but there was a an invention show that was on that night and they would show off different inventions. People would try to pitch their inventions. It wasn't quite shark tank. I forget what the hell it was called. There was a quirky little theme song. Like why didn't, was it called? Why didn't I think of that? Hang on. It might've been. Why didn't I think of that? I gotta, uh, do you know anything? Do you know what I'm saying with that? 
you remember Dr. Fad? No, nothing. Dr. Fad. Nothing. He was like an Asian fellow. That that, that is relevant to the story, but as this Asian fellow, like a lab coat, and kids would come on, and uh, they would show off their inventions. No. And then, then like it, it was like a mini Shark Tank. Like the kids would come in and they'd be like, you know, I came up with this idea to to, to take the uh, tin foil from the chewing gum and it, it makes it into tiny hats for GI Joes. It makes it into helmets. And Doctor Fan would be like, oh, very good idea. You know, good. Let's see what else. And then some other kid would come up with some stupid idea. And then they would have a uh, at the end the ju- they would judge and one kid would win the invention of the day. It was fun. I used to like watching. It was on before wrestling back uh, back in the 80s. So it was a bunch of kids who watched a lot of um, who watched a lot of uh, uh, MacGyver and G.I. Joe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that what you're getting at with this? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. That, maybe. Hang on. Here, I, I found it, Al. I found the show. I think that... Uh, I think it's what I think it's exactly what I'm looking for here. Uh, Today on why didn't I think of that? Ingenious inventions from workshops, basements, and kitchens across America, like this snake board. It's a great way to get around. It doesn't need gravity; just some smooth moves to make it go. Great way to break an ankle. Or a greeting card that expresses your innermost feelings in your own words and in your own voice. Plus, oh, million dollar that's a given idea. And plenty of other ideas that make you say, why didn't I think of that? Ordinary people do it every day. Invent better business. I remember that, sure. Do you really? Yeah. This might even be the show I was talking about. Why didn't I think of that? That's it. It's the host and Asian guy. No, nope. she'll just told me that the audio is not doing so well. So, yeah. All right. Well, hold on, hold on. I want to see the host. Yeah, this is the guy. Different show. Thank you very much. Hi, and welcome to the show. Today we have a lot of great home inventions. Yeah, it's like uh, sounds like he's in a hall. Yep, yep, yep. That's it. That's the. So that's the show. That's the one that I speak of here. I'm trying to find mine now. I'm telling you, mine is great. Please do. Please do. This is this is where the show really uh this is where we really take off. Is it this moment right here, huh? Oh, the video was echoing like crazy. Yeah, I my mistake. I, I apologize for, for the I technical difficulty with that. I don't know if you hear my drops, Clark, and I don't know if anybody does. I haven't heard them at all tonight. Your your drops Guys, have any of uh, Al's drops been playing tonight? I, I saw your stuffed animals. Were you playing drops during, during like uh, when Peanut Tillman was on and and Willie? Yeah, those things were happening. Guys, you are watching live at the. What's that, Al? I just played a drop. Nope. Uh, well, guys, the whole damn show. I, I've, I've had genius drops placed at the most perfect times that were absolute golden gems. Nobody heard. I was doing a show for myself. I'll be damned. Yeah, uh, no, I I think some folks in the chat and some folks listening and watching might have thought when we said George Michael in the sports machine might have been thinking that we were talking about, might have been thinking that we were talking about the singer George Michael. But no, no. George Michael in the sports machine back in the day before, before you could watch your, 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 uh, your your highlights on your phone on YouTube and everything before you could, uh, before ESPN was really much of a thing. 
Sunday night, you waited until Sunday night after, after the news got over, and George Michael and the Sports Machine would show you the national highlights. And he had a machine. The sports Machine. Yes. Is yes. my voice, do I sound like a robot? Yep. Yes. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, 100%. Can you keep doing the robot, please? Is there music playing? Um, no, there's no music playing, Mr. Robot. All right. You sound well, exactly – your modulator Your modulator is working perfectly. Good. Are you, are you, are you bullshitting me right now? Nope. Not, so not at like all. a robot. <laughs> yes. You sound exactly like a robot. Keep it up. Jitterbug. Oh, man. Uh we do this show every single week. It is live at the Sports Attic. He is Al Archer. I am Clark Morrison. Hey. Yes, you brought. No, it's not working at all. Not at all. Oh, could you do little Clark, please, for the folks? Could you do little Clark? Hey, it's little Clark. Yeah, that's it. Yes, yes. Oh man. Um, hang on just a second. Uh. We've got to talk a little bit about the Chicago Bulls, Al. Friday night was a bit of a setback when they, they started the West Coast trip, the trip that used to be known as the Circle Trip. Uh-oh, we've lost Al for a second. Hopefully we'll get him back. Maybe he doesn't want to talk Bulls. I don't know. But what happened was we, we, uh, they started the Circus Trip, what, well, what we used to call the Circus Trip, and uh, had a little bit of a setback Friday night. I actually managed to stay awake for that entire game somehow. Had a couple, few too many uh, – daddy juices that night um they got whooped it didn't go so well well then last night they came back and they uh there he is and uh the bulls were able to come back and uh and they uh you can't hear me at all yeah they uh they were able to come back and uh take care of the clippers the night before last in the stable center then they returned last night and did again demar derozan demar derozan has been getting it done and it is so so great to see it is it's been just a relief um an absolute relief to to see uh this guy who would have thought that he's the scorer that he is then last night against the lakers in the staples center again demar went for over 30 yet again what do you have like 36 38 points he and zach all of the young kids al these days are calling them uh they're calling them um hello hello are you there there can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So Demar Rosen, Lonzo Ball, and Zach Levine, Levine right? Uh, the the kids are calling him the Ball Sack, the Ball Zach. Can I say that out loud? I'm pretty sure you can. Clark. And let me tell you, they're outperforming anything that I ever would have expected. I try to watch them every night. I wasn't able to stay awake for the entire games the last few nights. I know I've hit that moment in my life where I'm a little too late. Yeah, Wilson says uh, it is. It's 38 is what he ended up with. And he wasn't scoring like this down in San Antonio. Uh, but that wasn't his role. And now he's having his best year at the age of 32. Things are going really well. They beat uh, no LeBron James over there last night, but they had, they had Anthony Davis. They had all their... There, you, your drops are working again, sir. Um, Westbrook, yeah, thank goodness. I'm, I'm feeling lucky here. Westbrook uh, getting it done. Uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony playing for them as well. Uh, but one guy that came over from last year's squad to the Bulls, Caruso, is somebody that the fans miss. You could hear audio chants from them last night of we fucked up, we fucked up. Like they know 
that uh, they know that there are mistakes being made out there. I don't know if you're ready to jump on the bandwagon yet, Al, but I think you're welcome. I know anybody's welcome. It's very exciting to watch NBA basketball again as a Chicago basketball fan. That is correct, Clark. Oh, boy. This... It's the sports machine. But you do. You, you sound exactly like the sports machine. I know. That's 100% accurate. Accurate. Well, anyway, I just wanted to discuss how great the Chicago Bulls have been. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, sports machine, thank you for, for agreeing with me. I turned that thing off. Everything. It wasn't working. No, it, no, it wasn't working. My, I, my favorite one. Oh, awesome. Man. Okay, then. That's what I wanted to say. And then uh, before we roll tonight, I wanted to uh, bring up some AEW. You know, we went to the last pay-per-view. Uh, we went to All Out, of course. Uh, but this Saturday night, you were in Austin. I was here. I know you went to some shows. Have you had a chance to catch up on the pay-per-view yet? Is that the ticket from yeah. All Out? Yeah, you watched no, it? I don't know. Uh, no, I, I watched like an hour of it, and then I had to go to sleep. You know, football was on the next day. I had a long day ahead of me. So uh, I ended up uh, crashing after an hour. And I've listened to a podcast, you know, with all the results and everything. Sure, sure, sure. Well, they finally were able to to complete the story of Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega, and Hangman Page is now your fourth ever AEW champion, which is pretty awesome. He took his time off to do some uh, some parental leave. He had a new baby, so he's back now, and he finally got it done. The news that came out—it looked like it came out today, Al—that Kenny Omega has been performing. Hey, that's what you uh, that's what you pay me for. <laughs> but Kenny Omega's been performing there with Vertigo, and uh, in anything like uh, doing anything, they say that the Vertigo's been with him since about 2018. And Did I get kicked in the head or something. I, I don't know. Well, like I mean, what, why why do you think that? Because I I didn't notice it. I thought he was still ask Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer didn't notice it because he's been giving him five six star matches and all of that. That spray probably really helps just get rid of that smell completely. Nobody, your, like na- your neighbors have no, they're like, your neighbors think you're smoking pumpkins upstairs. They have no idea you're smoking weed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, hey, Dad, what's that smell up there? Oh, don't worry, that's just the neighbor up there smoking pumpkins. No, it's skunks. My dad always thought it was skunks. <laughs> Did but your dad? I think we have a skunk problem. Did your dad think it was skunks, or did he say that for your benefit? I think he thought it was Scott. Then as of this moment, they're on double secret probation. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, no, but he was still having great matches. For uh, for it to come out now, I, do you think that's just a reason to get him a couple months off? What do you think that is? Because it sounds like, you know, with the new... I heard it was a shoulder injury. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that. that I, I mean, I read, uh, it was according to Meltzer, that he had a shoulder injury and he couldn't lift, he couldn't even lift a bar. Really? Going into that match. Wow. Now Jesus. you're saying Vertigo. I don't know. Because Vertigo to me sounds like bullshit. Well, like, you know, if, if you go, hey, I'm off my game, you'd be like, uh, I've been suffering Vertigo. And who, who's the hell is the question? At? You know, because you used to be able to have privacy with your medical uh, information. So you just say, yeah, I got Vertigo. No, but you don't. You like doing something. Vertigo. But, 
Okay, so you think anybody who's ever had vertigo, you think it's bullshit just because you've never had it? Uh, Come on, man. Come on, man. What you don't understand is I actually have it. And tonight's show was going to be really good, and I I planned a lot out. And I had all kinds of good quality material ready to fire off at at the first. I had questions lined up for Jason Ferrari that would have blown your mind. It would have changed the course in history. It would have changed how we define podcasting in America like, in 2021. But what happened, Clark? So if you didn't have vertigo, you would, have, you would have come up with good questions for our guests tonight? If you didn't have vertigo, you would have done a great show. This would have been the number one show. I, I was busy, and I had to lay down. This is – you can't do this. You can't, you can't do this. Listen, you can't do this. I was going to – Earlier in the season when we were playing each other in fantasy football in the, in the Rainmakers League, <laughs> the night before, when I was putting together my cash lineup, after working... It sounds like you're telling on yourself a lot now. Play. It sounds like you're telling on yourself at this point, pal. I had vertigo. You're out of so here. You're out of here. That, uh, you know, I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't achieve or reach the level of prosperity that I could have if it was not for said vertigo. So I get it, Clark. I'm compassionate. I'm the one who's in tune with Kenny Omega and uh, I feel his pain. How'd you turn into Tony? How'd you turn into Tony Soprano there for a second in tune? Clark, do you feel my pain? It's the real question. Sure. Sure. I I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Al. Good. Can we move on? Okay. Anyway, I, uh, I'm going to watch the, uh, the pay-per-view tonight and maybe a little bit tomorrow if I can get my daughter to nap. We've got parent-teacher conferences in the middle of the day tomorrow. I got my oldest daughter at home because CPS is taking every damn day off this month. So uh, tomorrow I'll find time to, to maybe get it in. I'll watch a little bit of full gear. It doesn't sound like you, you – well, I want to watch that main event. That's what I want to watch. That and I'll watch the punk match. Yeah, I heard the punk match was good. The Daniel Bryan, I watched the Daniel Bryan match. It was really good. Did you? Oh, the opening, the opening match was good uh, with uh, MJF and uh, okay. Darby Allen. Oh yeah, I'll try to watch all of it. it was yeah, I mean, about I, three, I, four I hours. About it. four hours. Yeah, it's four hours. And the biggest complaint was like everybody said every match is like twenty minutes. Nah, except like the punk match. That's tough to schedule that if you're going to do twenty minutes for everything. That's a yeah. that's a tough uh, card tough card to put together it's a tough card to watch cody continues to get booed and yep. not not in a good way well and then he he left twitter today i don't know if you saw that he's oh no i breaking news yeah he's done with twitter uh so cody rhodes is no longer on twitter that's where we are with that you're the loser you know uh a deadbeat somebody was squirking there that he won't give a shit about well aren't you well yeah when was the last time you watched uh, the Big Lebowski. Hmm. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. It's been it's been probably five years. Is there a Cracker Barrel around there? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, the, uh, three, the three floors. We do a no, no, I don't want to. Oh, good. Done with the Cracker Barrel. I never want to eat at a Cracker Barrel with you in my life. I, I've made that commitment. Well, like I said, from this day forward, there shall never be a Cracker Barrel Summit with you. That was loud. Sorry. 
No, that's fine. We're, Fra- we are never going to have a Cracker Beer Summit. That is true. Ferrari told me three three days ago is what he said, Al. All right, buddy. For, for the last time he saw Big Lebowski. I think so. That's amazing. Nice. That's, that's great. You know, Lauren's never watched it all the way through. And, and I feel like that's something I need to try to rectify. But is that a situation where... I feel like, you know, she said that she'll watch it, but she'll just fall asleep watching it before she so, gives it a chance. Back in my radio days, I had a guest on who was like a, she was like a Hollywood uh, professional movie reviewer person. I don't, I don't remember who. Wait, what was the exact title? A Hollywood what? Like a Hollywood famous celebrity. Professional movie reviewer. reviewer person. Yeah, the, the reviewer lady. Uh-huh. So she was on, and we were talking because at the time about the Big Lebowski because I just got it on uh, on the uh, DVD, and uh, I said to her, you know, hey, I like the Big Lebowski, and she goes, oh yeah, critic, thank you. That's why the the champion of the show checks in, thank you. That is why the man is the champion. Next week we will have uh, early in the show we will have a, a trivia question. We, we will find a new champion. Or uh, W. Wilson for life will so retain. You give W. Wilson for life the championship of the night? Well, the trivia. That's I'm... what you win if you get the trivia question. Oh, the trivia question winner. Okay. I was going to give the championship of the night to our guest, Jason Ferrari, for joining us. But that's just me. Well, he didn't you know? answer the trivia question. Or maybe he would have been. I, he, he actually did answer it via text to us. But that doesn't count because he's on the show. So he's not, he's not, allowed, he's not allowed to participate. You're yet. not eligible if, you, if you, you're uh, on the other side of the <laughs> Audio book or whatever the hell this thing is. Fair, so, fair, fair. Yeah. Yep. So, anyways, the critic lady said she's like, "Oh, yeah, the Big Lebowski. It's a great, uh, great movie." But did you know it? It tests really poorly for women. <laughs> well, there you go. So, <laughs> there you go. All right, fair enough. I'm so I'm done for. Is what you're saying? If 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 it if if it all plays out as expected, I'm done for. Yes. Wow. It's, she's not going to like it. She's not going to enjoy Because whoopies on the carpet, and women really aren't into people being on carpets. Man, have we improved our cameras? Because I'm looking at it over here on the phone on the Twitch, and it looks like HD and everything. And you look great. You've been, you've been tearing on how you look tonight. Have you tried to change the color of the light? You know you can change the color. Did you try that? Mark, See, look, now, now I'm, too, I'm too red at this point. This makes for the great radio for those on Blog Talk, that's for sure. There you go. Little. Yeah, you've been giving it shots. I know. I was broke this damn thing. I was setting it up, and, you know, because I'm in an attic, I got kind of a slanty ceiling here, you know, a roof. And uh, I, I grabbed the damn light thing, and I smashed it right into the top. It still works, though? Because like, oh, I would have had to have lied to you. It's a good thing it's one of those free things that came to me. But I still would have lied. I still oh. would have been like, hey, Clark, I opened the box and the thing was broken. Hey, Al, can you put it back in the box and give it back to me here on the show, please? Thank you. Yep. Oh, 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 hang on. Oh, wait, let me. Oh, there, I got it. Yep, there we go. All right, good. Whew. Glad we took care of that. It was so good the first time. It's so good the first time it worked again. Yeah. Well, partner, uh, I don't mean to cut this short, but uh, you know, I can't, I can't pull a Jr. tonight. Um, 
not wearing the white. And I could use the restroom. No, the blacks. Take the it. Blacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Oh man. Um, I'm happy you had that trip. I know it kind of wore. It's funny that uh, vacations always tend to wear me out a little bit, and it seems like it may have worn you out a bit. But you've had the last uh, two days. You go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we'll go back to work tomorrow. You know, next week we'll uh, we'll attack some numbers in fantasy football. We'll okay. Look at some things going on uh, in the daily fantasy realm. I'll, I'll get back into the, the swing of things. Um, I've been playing a lot more smaller field tournaments in uh, 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 FanDuel. I feel like the payout structure is more conducive to uh, small field, small large field tournaments. I'm talking, you know, two thousand people for like ten thousand um, dollars. You know, but you get a single entry, so it's a single entry tournament versus mass-produced uh, teams. Uh, this is something actually I think you would be better at. Like I What's think, that? Uh, I think I think your skill set, because you, you you're a fan of chalk, your skill set would I, play better towards smaller field tournaments. I'm gonna up my game in the in the fifty fifties. I've I've started doing that based on your your input. I've started playing in like three or four of them per week. I think I'm gonna play in like ten to twenty of them for the lower, a little bit lower amounts, and just well, because I feel like I'm pretty damn good at figuring out the chalk. I uh, I I could. I can give you some tips on how, how you need to gamble properly. Um, you know, it's not just 50 fifties. You, you know, you can mass enter single lineups against other individuals. Okay. You go one-on-one. So you can take, like say you can take $50, which you would put in one 50, 50 tournament and hope for the best and leverage that instead against playing your lineup against 50 other individuals. And then win 40 out of 50 of those and still come out. Yeah, right. You, you still you, you, okay. know, you could still survive if your team uh, uh, isn't as good or isn't as strong as it needs to be in a 50-50. Um, but what I'm saying is, number one, you know, you play the wrong contest because you play, you play the Millie Maker with three teams. And I know it, it paid – you know, you had a nice payout this week from it. Yeah. Um, but it would behoove you to, instead of playing against 200,000 people, find a tournament that has a 30 max – you know, maybe a $12 game that, or not a 30 max, but a three max, you know, they have, they have single entry, they have three max, they have 20 max and they have 150 max. Your style of play is better suited that makes sense. for those smaller tournaments. And you're only, instead of playing against 300,000 people, you're only playing against say 2000. So my payout would have, okay, fair enough. You, you would have, you would have actually scored higher. You know, you might've been in the top 10 and your payout, you know, while it isn't the payout of the Millie Maker, sure. it's going to be a payout of thousands of dollars. And, yes. But you have a more you have a more a realistic chance, given your play style, of getting it. Okay. And that's what I'm playing. I'm, I'm actually playing that same. I'm playing three maxes right now in FanDuel. I actually think their payout structure is better. Okay. Because they don't have a Millie Maker. I mean, I still want to so, put a team in the Millie Maker, though. It's enticing. It is enticing, but it's it's a money drain. That's what it is. Okay. You know, you're playing against people who are putting 100. You're playing against professionals who've won it multiple times, who are max betting at 150 teams, and you're playing a lot of other idiots throwing their money away, <laughs> playing you know three, four teams. And then you get guys like me giving it a shot playing 20. You know, it's. Fair. I mean, it's a high stakes yep. game, man, and it's going to drain money more than it's going to pay out. But um, you know, you've had some success with it, so. 
But I yeah. would imagine you're probably about even on the air. I'd probably have more success if I did it the other way. Yeah. I'd say I'm definitely about even in the Millie Maker. Maybe a slight bit ahead, but not not enough. Yeah. I, I hear you. And I think that's what we'll do. If we can talk a little bit before Sunday, um, that that's uh, that's the route that I'm going to want to go. Are you good with that? Yeah. Thank you. Well then. What do you mean you can't send the same message twice? Oh, in Twitch. You gotta say peace and love, peace and love. You can't just leave it at one piece of love. There you go. There. I'll pick you up. <laughs> Uh, good night, y'all. Thank you for listening. A big thank you to our guest, Jason Ferrari. Uh, check out the AFTE show on Twitter. I know I will be. They'll be back on Monday. And we'll be back Tuesday night live. Right here live at the Sports Attic. I'll have my drops working from the beginning because I know people are clamoring for those. Please, please do. No how bad it gets. I wish I knew how to quit you. Good night. Good night.